there's no such thing as as a non-traumatic birth. Every birth is traumatic in some way or another. And trauma can live in the body. And it is essential to begin to heal and work to heal so that we can continue to show up for ourselves and for our children and our partners. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business, doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. I have referenced my experience with you on this podcast in other episodes and talked about just how incredible having some support has been and how much my eyes are really opened to what you did because I knew nothing about your whole world prior to coming to see you. And I just can't think of a better way to introduce my community to what you do by going straight to the person that I learned it from. So thank you so much for being here. And we just kind of begin with like who you are and what you practice. Oh, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. And thank you for having me. I've been listening to your podcast and I just love it and resonate with so many of the things that you're saying. So I'm really excited to be here. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to support you. It honestly means just as much to me as it sounds like it does to you. So it's such a, a joy to be able to witness and show up for people and be part of something so amazing. Yeah, so about what I do, I I am an acupuncturist here in Asheville, North Carolina. My practice is primarily focused on women's health in fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum care. You know, I work a lot with acupuncture and East Asian medicine, but I also take a very integrated approach to my practice. So utilizing all aspects of herbal medicine, a lot of lifestyle and dietary recommendations, which are so key when working with pregnant mamas and then postpartum too. Yeah, it's amazing. I think that you probably will understand this and like can laugh at this with me. I feel like when I first met you, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so normal. <laughs> like I had this like perception that like acupuncture, this is going to be real weird. You know, like I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that I did not grow up in a world where acupuncture was a part or even any kind of like herbal remedies or Eastern medicine. Like all of that was just very, very, very foreign. And so I remember being like, oh, yay, she's like really normal. And I really like her. And I just want to hang out with her. Like she's fun. Oh, cool. uh, <laughs> Thank and you. then I remember like, as we 
like got into the conversation too, that I just felt, I, I remember crying even in that first meeting. And mm -hmm. I remember just feeling like, oh my gosh, like somebody actually cares. Like they actually mm -hmm see what's going on and they actually understand they they want to understand all of the moving pieces because i think a lot of our experience in a western world can be very prescriptive where you know hey you have this problem so let's slap a quote unquote band-aid onto it and that is just not at all been my experience with you can you talk a little bit more about that and then also how you kind of got into this oh absolutely those are two very big um, it's true. <laughs> I just threw a lot at you. Conversations, <laughs> but um, Chinese medicine really takes a look at the whole picture. We look at the entire body, all of the systems combined, and everything's connected. And you're right, Western medicine and just the way that that model is built and the way the providers have to exist in their specific practices separating each part of the body out. I mean, you've got a doctor that deals specifically with ear, nose, and throat, or a doctor that deals with heart conditions or respiratory or, you know, all the different things, whereas we're looking at the whole body. And we are able to take a lot of time with each individual and really go through an intake and get down to the root of what is going on. And you can learn so much about how something came to be in a specific person and just the emotional components, the physical components, spiritual components. There's so much that comes out in that intake. And I feel very fortunate and lucky to be able to take the time with people. And I think too, that's what I think a lot of providers do this, but I really believe in going slowly and meeting people where they're at. And giving them the time to begin to peel back those layers. And as you know, acupuncture is, is cumulative. So the more you get it, the more benefits you receive. It's not a one and done, whereas our system isn't set up to go see your doctor weekly for months on end and work through what it is you're trying to heal from. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really important to me to talk through that and offer that support and really listen and I guess this is a good segue into your other question of, you know, I didn't feel like I was being heard before I found Chinese medicine and was trying to heal my own body, which is how a lot of a lot of people that practice this medicine enter it is their own healing journey. So I'm no different there. But I came to Chinese medicine through more of a nutrition approach. My background is in ballet. And that world doesn't offer a lot of support for cultivating a healthy life or um, really thriving in your body. So I really struggled a lot with well, my well-being and my mental health and physical health because I just wasn't giving my body the nutrients it needed to thrive. And finally, after you know a long road through that, came across this book called Healing with Whole Foods. It's written by Paul Pitchford and it's incredible. It's probably one of still one of my very favorite resources in practice. And that was the first introduction I had to Chinese medicine where he talks about just the very core beliefs of the system of food having different types of food, having a flavor and a nature and a temperature and healing properties and how that works together with other foods and their ability to heal the body. And 
I started to really dive into that and learning more about the foundations of Chinese medicine. So that would be yin and yang and qi and how understanding like the five elements are weaved into that and that foods can fit into those elements and help support each individual body. And that it's a different prescription for everyone. We're not all going to thrive on the same diet. So that was my introduction. And it was one of those things where so much was happening before I even realized it. And I was enrolling in graduate school to go back for uh, Chinese medicine. And before I knew it, I was moving across the country to do that. And almost like one of those things of how did I get here? And how am I living my dream? Like, this is incredible. So it was kind of a whirlwind and happened really quickly. But I'm just so grateful to have had the opportunity and at that point in my life. And I've healed so much in my own body it's ongoing, you you know, just like anything else, like we were talking earlier about healing from our birth. It's not a one and done, you keep peeling back those layers and learning more about yourself and learning through the people that you work with and, and meet. And so yeah, I know that Chinese medicine and acupuncture are not specific to like women's reproductive health. It's more kind of healing for anything. Is that true? That is true. You know, and I also want to say acupuncture is just one modality within East Asian medicine. So there's also diet nutrition, which we brought up and cupping, which I was, you know, used a lot for athletes, but also for any type of body pain. There's something called gua sha, which is similar to cupping. There's moxibustion, which we've done a lot of together in your treatments, just the art of heat therapy. And then a lot of what I use in practice is herbal medicine. So acupuncture being just one of those pieces. But you know, if someone's had an experience with Chinese medicine, it usually involves acupuncture. And I would say that almost every one of my treatments involves acupuncture and needling. But yes, to answer your question, it does work to treat many, many different conditions or ailments or concerns that we have in our body. So I have just chosen to work in the world of reproductive medicine because that's where my passion lies. I was really, really fortunate while I was in school to work for one of my professors in her private practice through school. And she specialized in women's health, but particularly in in fertility and pregnancy. And that really opened my eyes up to that world, something I didn't know a lot about. And I actually grew up having a really, really negative attitude about my body and about my being a woman and, and having a menstrual cycle. And there was a lot of negativity around that. And not surprisingly, a a big area where I've needed a lot of healing personally, and a lot of physical pain and discomfort. And just being able to reframe my attitude about that, and just what a gift it is to be able to have a healthy menstrual cycle and having that means that you get, you know, the opportunity to have a healthy pregnancy, have a healthy baby, you know, it's that opened my eyes up to that whole world. And it was just, it blew my mind. And so after school, I really wanted to focus in that area and be able to help support women or those that represented having female bodies 
being able to feel good in their bodies and not have to live in pain. And yeah, whether that's trying to conceive or support during pregnancy or beyond. And there's so much that we don't get from Western medicine in that, that again, goes back to getting to take it slow and show up for someone and offer them other options to help alleviate pain and suffering. My perception is basically, and you can tell me if this seems accurate or not, I've not uh, even tested this out, you know, so I don't even know exactly how it'll come out. But like the perception I have of what you do is essentially that like a person walks in, whether they even know all of the problems or conditions or what might be going on or not. And you essentially help the body begin to heal itself, sometimes with the use of other natural resources. So like when you're talking about herbal remedies, like my perception is that a lot of that would be things that grow in nature or, you know, foods that grow in nature, like adjusting the way that you eat or the times that you eat or the warmth of what you're eating or so it's really allowing nature And that being the external, like that's really influencing as well as like allowing and just almost like nudging your body along and like healing. Does that feel true? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I feel everything that you mentioned is what I do for each patient that walks into my door. And then just to really set them up with the tools that they need to begin to heal. And I wouldn't say I'm the one it's, I get to help provide them with the tools. And the more that I learn, the more I can offer them. Yeah. Speaking of Moxa, um, (laughs) you know, you sent me home with some to do at home. And David was like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Like, what is this like weird stuff that's happening? You know, like, and so I had need for it. And so I started to use it. And I swear to you, within like minutes, my body started to respond and started to adjust to that. And the pain, the cramping, the heavy flow that I was having where it was like out of control, and it needed to just chill for a minute, like it totally responded. And I was blown Mm. away because it's not something that you're ingesting. It's not like, it's literally just like essentially a smoke that you're like pointing at a part of your toe. Like it was just seemed so crazy and so wild, but I was like, Hey, I'll try whatever. Like, I don't want to have to just go on birth control. I want to have more control of my own body. And this feels like a way that feels supportive in pursuing that. It's just mind blowing to me. The whole thing is just mind blowing. Like it feels crazy. And then you're like, this really works. (laughs) Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's really amazing because there's, there's so much in the way that, you know, moxa or needling works that there's still so much we don't know. I mean, as an energy medicine, there's so much happening beneath the surface that it's like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that cool thing to happen in addition to what our goal was. There's just so much. And it's really so fascinating. And moxibustion is such a, a cool tool to be able to use. And I'm so glad when I hear that people do use it at home. I, I also received the same response from my husband, Mark, when I was in school and learning it, because I, of course, was like, this was many years ago, but taking it home and we would sit outside and he just like, let me do my new things that I was learning yeah. on him and practice. <laughs> and it was like, it was cool. So by now he's used to it. But it's such a neat way to incorporate and take the treatment beyond the treatment room, mm-hmm. which is what I love about herbal medicine and not just Chinese herbal medicine, which is its own area, but micronutrient supplementation, which is really important. And usually where I start with every patient before we jump into Chinese herbs, but 
Moxa is is an incredible non-invasive way to support the body. And you know, not everyone's going to respond as awesome as you did that first time. You know, sometimes it takes a bit, or it's not as obvious what we're working on with its use. But it's really cool and yeah. can have many, many benefits, especially support with gynecological conditions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we could go down a rabbit hole there with like lots of exploration with that. I I think it would be really interesting to kind of shift the conversation to even how reproductive health or even just wellness as someone that does menstruate, how that can really play a role in business and in your ability to show up as a business owner. I know you also are a business owner and I also know that you at least did or still do do acupuncture and Chinese, like you, you have your own practitioner as well. So do you know, maybe even from your own experience or from what you witness in other people that come to you, you have anything that comes to mind of just how important it is with that kind of holistic approach to just really living and enjoying our lives and being able to show up more authentically and more able, I guess is a good word in our businesses as well. Yes. Oh, that is such a good point to bring up. The healthier we are, the better we can show up in our lives for ourselves, for our partners, for our children. And then, you know, for me, for my patients, and if I'm not feeling top shape or feeling my best, I can't focus or, as I mentioned, acupuncture is an energy exchange. And so or it's energy medicine, but it's also an energy exchange. And so I'm giving my energy into the treatments. And if I'm feeling bad or I can't say I, you know, just had an argument before I came into the treatment room. That's just bringing that energy in is really negative to someone's well-being and their experience. And also just that I'm really working hard to every day create a safe and trusting space. You know, they're allowing me to support them and I want to show up the best that I can. I think for me, what helped me the most or what I think is the most important from the success in my business is having really strong boundaries outside of business. So mm-hmm. and what that looks like for me is making sure that I go to bed at a very reasonable time every night. And now with a child, more so that's like times 10 to all of the things that I'm saying, mm-hmm. like make sure that I have balanced blood sugar, make sure that I feel calm and focused. And if I'm not taking care of myself, I won't be able to show up in that way. So boundaries about taking the time of like, this is when I prepare food for the week. I'm a big meal planner, a meal prepper, which, you know, by now my partner's super used to it, but it's like, Hey, on Sundays, this time is carved out or just know that I'm going to take care of myself today and make sure that I get plenty of rest so that I'm ready to go for the next few days. And then now I think I probably would have answered your question a little differently a year ago. Because of that beautiful baby. (laughs) Because of that baby. Yeah, who is almost one. So my answer has changed so much after having a child that Letting myself off the hook a little or having grace with myself is a better way to put that Mm -hmm. of like, it doesn't have to be perfect. And just trying to show up authentically is another big piece for me, which as a type A person and recovering perfectionist, 
you have to relearn that. Maybe I didn't get all the things done, but I'm just going to show up as I am. And that has to be, that's okay. I'm interrupting this episode briefly to invite you to have a little fun with our quiz. We love a good rye whiskey Manhattan around here, and we couldn't think of a better way to integrate our love for food and cocktails into our business than to develop a quiz that will help you discover what your business is craving. What is it hungry for? We've got seven short questions to help you uncover areas of your business that maybe need a little love or a little growth. To tap through and find out your results, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash quiz. Now back to the show. For somebody that's maybe listening and is wondering, like, like, do I need to look into this? Like, what would be some symptoms or some reasons that somebody would possibly pursue some care from someone like yourself? Mm. That question is such an individual experience. I mean, today is a particularly awesome day. This morning, I got an email from a patient who I've been working with for three years trying to conceive. She found out she's pregnant, which is so wonderful and she had come to me after I think trying for two years and then we started working together and it's like I said been another three years so it's not always not always a really quick fit immediate yeah immediate thing so someone wanting to conceive coming into ideally with several months of preconception Mm -hmm. support that we can work together to regulate hormonal balance regulate the menstrual cycle help with preconception health, which has such a huge impact on pregnancy and how we feel throughout pregnancy and and baby's health. And then working a lot with nutrition around that. And that looks like not only me giving my recommendations, but creating a team approach and providing them with the resources that they need and people that can really guide them to reach their goals. So if it's pregnancy, that's one area or, you know, a lot of people come to me throughout different phases in their pregnancy. What are some of the ways that you can support somebody who's pregnant? Hmm. I mean, I would say the primary reason people come to see me is trouble sleeping, nausea and vomiting in the first trimester or throughout pregnancy, body pain. But I work with a lot of people that have gestational diabetes or high blood pressure, more complex conditions going on placenta problems or people that are trying to prepare for labor and delivery. And I would say that those are the the primary things, but also just to have a healthy pregnancy. It's not like there has to be anything wrong. You can be having a beautiful, healthy pregnancy with low risk and no concerns and still come get acupuncture because it's only going to help support the body through that time. Pregnancy is so hard. It's so hard. And it takes so much from you on every level. And just to be able to take some time for yourself as you're doing such an incredible thing of growing a human. Mm -hmm. I can see that being really nourishing afterwards as well. You know, like as soon as a mom would feel comfortable like spending that time an hour or so away from the baby, you know, even once a week or whatever to just begin to nourish. Because I would imagine our bodies are are really deprived of a lot of nutrients because there's so much that goes to the baby. So mm-hmm. I would imagine there's kind of a rebuilding time afterwards. Is that true? 100%. 100%. It's only about, I'm not sure who came up with this statistic, but about 10% of people return to acupuncture after having a baby. So it's really small. Mm. But 
everyone could benefit. And I think that childcare is hard and there isn't as much time or money to put towards taking care of yourself because you're, we're so focused on a tiny human and, and rightly so that's how it should be, but we should also be able to receive that care. And I forgot to answer this question earlier. I do see a provider for treatment for myself for acupuncture, but because of COVID and the challenge of the last couple of years, I I wasn't able to get acupuncture except for two times during my pregnancy, which felt like, I mean, I did a lot of needling on myself and um, moxa and different things, but it's not the same when you can't give yourself a massage and still and feel like you just went to it. Yeah. Had one professionally done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's incredibly helpful to rebuild and to help support rebuilding your reserve after having a baby, but it's challenging to find the time. And I like to really give a lot of options to do that at home. It doesn't have to always look like coming in for a treatment. Yeah. You know, and I think that one way we can really reach more individuals through this is to give options outside of like reframing the idea of what it means to come get a treatment. Like what could that look like at home when you maybe have five minutes to yourself while baby's napping and the laundry is partially done and that kind of thing. So what can we do on our own? I love that. I can like almost picture that moment happening where you you have to make a conscious choice to set down the thing that feels urgent in order to allow yourself and honor yourself to have a little bit of healing. And it's Mm -hmm. really actually essential, I think, to the way that we operate as moms and especially as business owners, too, because if we can't show up as 100 percent ourselves, everything suffers (laughs) like it's a trickle down effect from there. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And just that, yes, that healing can't happen all at once. And that would probably be a really intense weekend if it, yeah. <laughs> if you were able to do that. Yeah. Um, but it is essential because there's no such thing as, as a non-traumatic birth. Every birth is traumatic in some way or another. And that trauma can live in the body. And it is essential to begin to heal and work to heal so that we can continue to show up for ourselves and for our children and our partners. The healing begins at different times for different people. And I too have a lot of healing to do from my pregnancy and birth and just haven't been ready to like revisit that yet. And so I think that when a person is is ready too, the time will show up and it'll yeah. they'll feel more prepared. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love that. It's again, kind of circling back to giving ourselves grace. Like I know that I need and want to pursue that, but I also just haven't prioritized it. And I I do trust that process. I think, you know, on a a rough day, there's some like shame or some guilt that I probably put on myself for not having already pursued it. But on the good days, I think I'm very gracious with myself like well it'll happen when it happens and I think what's challenging is that you know we all know people who have moved through their life and who have continued to not say yes to those little nudges to pursue healing and I don't want to end up bitter and angry (laughs) I don't want to end up with somebody that has all this stored trauma that has all of this pain or you know whatever living in my body and it comes out in emotional ways and it comes out in mean ways or it comes out you know in whatever so it's certainly not been 
a linear or a very graceful journey for me to be pursuing healing and growth and some of all of this. But I am, yeah, so grateful to be on the journey and to see the changes that are happening and certainly have seen some of that be supported by you and what you offer. So thanks for doing what you do. Well, thank you so much. It's it's such a gift. I want to say one more thing to anybody listening who is not planning to get pregnant or has had infertility. I want others to hear my experience with coming to you, which was essentially that like I knew I had had my first pregnancy with Jaden was not like easy. I would feel like I was going to pass out all the time. It was pretty common for me to like stand up and then be like, whoa, and have to like grab a hold of something. I was terrified I was going to just fall over on my belly all the time. And for all I knew, that was just normal. Like, I didn't know that, you know, there was an option to not feel that way. It seemed kind of weird. But so once we had her and um, started to kind of think about baby number two, I asked our doula and I said, hey, I would love to help kind of prepare my body. I'm not ready to start trying yet, but I would just love to know, is there any way that you think I could be supporting my body and kind of preparing for maybe possibly a healthier pregnancy? And so when it came to you, like, I didn't even know that half of the things that you articulated and that you taught me about were actually symptoms of like a way bigger issue, like a lot bigger problems that were going on in my body. And over those months of like working together, those first couple of months, especially of working together to begin to see those significant changes, like your body actually changing what's happening and showing you like that it's actually giving you this map to like what's happening inside and what your body's really needing and wanting was pretty mind blowing. And then I will say too, like I also started to notice that kind of trickling down in other areas. Maybe I began that journey with like, hey, I just want to have a better pregnancy because that one sucked last time. (laughs) Like I did not love being pregnant. I've always thought I would, thought it was going to be this like magical fairy. And the, you know, I just thought it was going to be amazing. I thought I was going to love it. And it was hard. It was really hard. So it maybe it began with that in mind of just like basically moving away from pain, you know, trying to eliminate future pain in my life, knowing that I wanted the pleasure of having another baby, but I wanted to eliminate the pain that would coincide with that pleasure. But what ended up happening is that I saw I saw it happen in a lot of different areas of my life where I started to have more energy and I started to feel mm-hmm. um, my sleep got a lot better. You know, there's just so many different areas where I think it, it really points back to that beautiful holistic approach that like, yes, you may be talking about a few organs within our body because we're talking about people who menstruate and there's some specifics that come to that. But what happens is that that's tied to all the other parts of your body. Like it's not, one does not work without the other. Like it really all is cohesive. So, so yeah. So anybody listening that maybe isn't, you know, struggling with infertility or that I would highly recommend finding an acupuncturist or a Chinese medicine practitioner because it can be pretty mind blowing. (laughs) awesome oh thank you for sharing your experience that's so wonderful and and i'm so glad that you found so much benefit through the treatment that's really special and i also just want to acknowledge something you said that you felt like pregnancy would be beautiful and magical and you would feel great and gosh we're fed so much of that i don't want to say lie but like that narrative of like, yeah, we're supposed to feel awesome and mm-hmm. like just amazing. And that our goddesses is the word I was thinking mm-hmm. of. And a lot of times you don't. And if we could just offer more encouragement to just show up 
as authentic humans of like, hey, this is hard. I don't feel good. And this is where I'm at. And acknowledge that. And yeah, instead of saying, oh, well, I should feel this way. Yeah. Or even pretending to be feeling good when you're really not. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I have some friends that are I love them and trust them so much that I actually do believe them, but they seem to just be those people. Like I, I call them like the magical unicorns of pregnancy where like they feel better. One of my friends says she feels better being pregnant than she does when she's not. And I'm like, I don't well, believe that. <laughs> yeah. I tell her all the time, I'm like, I don't believe that. But also I know you and I trust you and I know that you wouldn't be lying to me. So, But this is really hard for me to wrap my mind around because it is so not my experience. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, one last question for you. Anybody that would maybe be thinking about doing it, can you give us kind of a quick rundown of what they might be able to anticipate experiencing? Because I know a lot of times moving into something new can feel a little bit intimidating or scary. There can be a lot of nervous system responses that can begin to creep up. But I think for me, kind of knowing what to expect can really help ease that. So could you kind of give a quick overview of like what maybe they could expect? Sure. I mean, this is very provider dependent. But if someone were to come see me, what they would expect is, you know, if it was their first time getting treatment, or if not, maybe just first time with me, we always start with an initial intake. So we'll sit together. And I always ask, do you have any questions before we begin and give a little bit of a explanation of what treatment will look like and, and our work together. And again, just offer up the opportunity for questions to come at any time. And then after we talk for usually about an hour, which is a lot longer than you get to spend with most other providers, um, I'll have some, yeah, I'll have someone come up onto the treatment table. And I'm very clear with patients of like communication is so important to me. And I want you to be comfortable throughout the whole experience. So if there's anything that feels uncomfortable or if something is coming up and you want to slow down, just please let me know and usually start with a little bit of palpation either on the lower legs or on the neck and shoulders and just to help them come into their body a little bit more, Mm -hmm. slow down their breathing a little bit to help with relaxation and calming the nervous system. Mm And then introducing some needles. And I always start really slow. So we'll start with just a couple points, which looks like maybe like total six needles, seven needles. And then each week, you know, there's a lot of communication of how did you feel after that treatment? Then maybe adding a little bit more, a really open communication. And then at the end of the first visit, we go over, well, I asked someone if they like a lot of information up front or just little bits at a time because I don't want anyone to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. leaving this experience. So I'll give usually a, a list of recommendations and then herbal recommendations and order herbs for them through my herbal supplier. And then they can just go and if they decide they want to do it, they can complete that process. And then we just begin our, our work together and our journey and take it week by week. So usually treatment is, it's ideal to come weekly initially. As I mentioned, acupuncture is cumulative, but it doesn't have to be. So, and it's again, showing up for someone where they're at. And there's been a lot of times in my life where I couldn't afford to go to acupuncture every week. So if we work with those other modalities or things that they can do at home to help like bridge the period of time between visits and 
I like to offer as many opportunities that way so that they can continue to feel like it's making a difference or see the difference that it is making in their life. So I think that's a little bit what it would look like for me. And then that changes over time. So, you know, like our work together, we initially started when you were, we were coming in for support outside of pregnancy. And then when you conceived with Dax, you know, I saw you a few times during that in the beginning of your pregnancy and then with birth preparation. So our goals at that time were, you know, they really changed over time. And so treatment looks different, your experience looks different and offering the tools at that time to help you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I think needles, I'm like thinking some people are probably freaking out because their experience with needles is like getting a shot or getting an immunization or getting something like that. So I also just want to say, I actually grew to really love them and almost like look forward to it because of the the relaxation that would come like, like you're saying, there's this beautiful ability to kind of calm the nervous system. And so I actually told somebody at one point, like, I think I'd rather just go to an acupuncture appointment than go get a massage. <laughs> because awesome. It just felt like so calming. I felt like I would come away, no matter what chaos felt like it was happening before the appointment, I felt like I would come away just like, with a sense of zen and calm that just felt so like, <sighs> so yeah, anyway, for people in hearing needles freaking out, it's really not that scary. I promise it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up because I often forget to say that. So needles that an acupuncturist uses are very different than a needle that you get a shot from, you know, a flu vaccination is a great example. These needles are very thin, very small. And in my practice, a lot of the population that I work with is very sensitive. So I use really thin needles and that's something you can also request from your provider of like, hey, can we start out with really thin needles and very little stimulation? Because that could also change someone's entire experience. And again, why we start slow. So these needles are like hair thin and very gentle. And they're all sterile, single use. It's very safe, which I think is an important thing to note as well. I think people feel nervous about the idea, but it is really gentle. And there might be some sensation with the needle initially, but what we're creating, it releases endorphins in the body, which is, you know, the feel good hormone. And so that is what provides that sense of calm and peace and relaxation. And, and for some people, it helps them, you know, you might fall asleep on the table. I did a lot, which is crazy for me. (laughs) I don't, I'm not somebody that does that. Like, I feel like I usually take like an hour to like wind down and like fall asleep, but I would fall asleep quite often. It was really mind blowing to me. It was like this. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Awesome. Well, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and what you do? Sure. So my practice is called hearth acupuncture and you can find me at hearthacupuncture.com. But I'm also on Instagram at hearth acupuncture. And as I mentioned, located off of Charlotte Street in Asheville, North Carolina. And I do also, you know, if someone doesn't live in the area and is interested in getting support for, you know, preconception support or during pregnancy or postpartum, there's a lot that we can do over a Zoom call or like a telehealth appointment. So it's again, just thinking outside the box treatment doesn't have to look the same on everyone Mm, and utilizing different things. 
Yeah. Thank you for yeah. showing up and offering your gift to the world. We all, oh. I especially have really valued and benefited from that. And yeah. I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much. And I'm so grateful to be here talking with you and to share what I love so much and get to do every day. So thank yeah. you. Thanks, Carrie. If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.